I appreciate the music this morning. Uh, enjoy that violin as well. It's beautiful. Um, looking forward to continuing a series we began together, Jesus in the Psalms. And um, we're going to work through a number of Psalms here. And uh, this is Psalm 1, Psalm 1 today. So if you want to uh, go ahead and be turning there in your Bibles. But uh, excited to uh, continue this series together as we... Um, await our next uh, series after this, but uh, one of the, one of the um, wonderful things about the Psalms is that a number of them are Messianic Psalms, and you see the pointing to the coming Messiah uh, throughout the Psalms. Um, sometimes, like this Psalm today, we have one in which um, there is perhaps a, a, an aspect of, of um, decision. And, and, and in particular, uh, today we're, we're calling it Two Roads Diverged. So there's a, a, a divergence here. And, um, you know, rather than, than one simply being um, a, a, a way that, you know, follows the Lord, we, we know more than that today that, that we are specifically talking a path that is based upon Jesus, right? That is based upon Jesus. And so as we, as we see this to get together today, um, I'd like you just to kind of keep that in the back of your mind as we work through the psalm together. So Psalm 1, uh, beginning in verse 1, I'll start reading aloud. You can follow along in your Bible there. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. In his law doth he meditate day and night, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whosoever he doth shall doeth shall prosper. Verse 4 now, the ungodly are not so, but they are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Lord, bless the reading of his word this morning. Well, let's, um, let's pray as we get started today. Heavenly Father, we do pray that, that your word would prepare our hearts and challenge our hearts. As we think of your working and, and the fact that you desire for your children to seek after you. Father, we pray for uh, all those who know you today, uh, that they would truly be following after you. Father, we pray for those who do not know you, that they would see the folly of their way. We pray, Lord, that the hope that's available through Jesus Christ would be apparent to all. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. A uh, famous poem, Robert Frost. You may have picked on that, picked up on that from the title, but uh, Robert Frost's poem: Two roads diverged in the yellow wood, and sorry I could not travel both, and be one traveler. Long I stood, and looked down one as far as I could to where it bent in the undergrowth, then took the other as just as fair, and having perhaps the better claim, because it was grassy and wanted wear. Though as for that, the passing there had warned them really about the same. And both that morning equally lay, and leaves no step had trodden black. 
Oh, I kept the first for another day, yet knowing how way leads on to way, I doubted if I should ever come back. I shall be telling this with a sigh, somewhere ages and ages hence, two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. Famous, famous poem there, probably one that you studied along the way in English class or something of that sort. Um, but this psalm today is, is one that also speaks of two different ways, two different paths. And, and one truly is traveled more frequently than the other. Uh, one path is wide and one is narrow. Uh, but as we, as we think about this description here in, in, the, in the Psalms, I pray that today our, uh, our, our hearts would just be challenged to consider all the implications of that choice, right? all the implications of that decision and the way that, that we go and the way that we go about it. Um, the, the first path, so to speak, is the, the way of life, right? The first way is the way of life. And um, that is um, de- described here beginning in, in verse 1. Um, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. And so here, here is the, the way of life. Blessed there, uh, another word for that would be happy, right? Happy. Happy is the man. And so um, we are not talking about somehow this individual walks this path and then they are um, expecting because of that that God is going to pile upon them blessings upon blessings. And yet there are blessings that come from that. But this, this phrase, and, and that's a different word there for that, but this, this phrase really just has the idea of, of happy, right? Happy is the one who does this. Um, it, it's similar to, and actually, well, it is the same word, but same kind of idea here from 1 Kings 10, 8, where we have uh, the Queen of Sheba, as she makes this exclamation, happy are thy men, happy are these thy servants, which stand continually before thee and that hear thy wisdom. So the, the idea there that um, this wisdom is helping them. Same word we see in the Beatitudes. And um, of course we know the beginning of that, right? Seeing the multitudes, he went up to the mountain. He was said, his disciples came to him, opened his mouth, taught them saying, and then verse three, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of, of, of heaven. And of course that continues with all the, the various others as well. But the idea there, once again, being happy, happy. And, and so we, we see in this description here, and, and we'll, we'll go back to it here in, in verse 1, of, of this individual, this man, and, and remember this is talking about anybody here, anybody who walks, and it describes them not in the counsel of the ungodly. So we have really three different things set here. First is... Uh, the way that they're walking, right? The way that they're walking. Uh, the second you see is standeth, and the third is sitteth. So the way they walk, the way they stand, the way they sit, and we have those three areas here described. So as we think about um, the beginning here, right? He's walking not in the counsel of the, the ungodly. So this, this um, counsel, right? This idea of, of, of the counsel here, we, we might say someone who is going through their life taking in the instruction from those who don't know the Lord, right? The, the 
And, and so if you're trying to figure out where, where is this battle taking place, this, this is a battle taking place in the mind, right, that's being described here. This is, this is an individual who, who is dealing in their mind with this counsel, this instruction that's coming uh, through, uh, through this instruction from the ungodly. Uh, we might we might call this type of thing uh, even we modern terms we'd use the term maybe peer pressure right those around who are encouraging to go a different way uh, but but in, in particular this council is ungodly and and so as we we think about what's going on one of the things we need to remember is when it comes to sin and, and these battles and and the fights that take place. The, the first battleground truly is that of the mind, right? That, that's where it happens first. Um, there is, there is a, an instruction period. There's a counseling period uh, where, you, where you're encouraged to, to do wrong. Uh, when, you think about, uh, when you think about situations and, and what happens in life, when, before somebody intentionally commits sin, uh, there is a decision involved. Right? There is a, a process of thinking and coming to, to a, a conclusion prior to uh, committing that sin. And there, there we would call it just a battleground of the mind. So as, as, we, as we think about, um, about this, this difference, this distinction here, um, we want to make sure that we are doing what we need to in the mind, first of all. It goes on, and then it says, nor standeth in the, in the way of sinners. Right, so, so now we're going on to, to describe somebody here who is, is um, going through this, this process now of in the presence of, right? So not just words now, but in the presence of, keeping the company here of, of those who, who don't know the Lord. Um, maybe if we're putting in the modern vernacular, uh, we'd say hanging out, right? <laughs> You're hanging out. And, and so it, it is um, another way of, of, of describing what is taking place. Um, and then as we go on to the next one, uh, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. And, and so now we have we have, um, we have uh, this idea of the scornful or the scoffer. Um, these would be, in, in Scripture, often referred to as those who are uh, farther away from the Lord. I'll give you, give you an example here. Um, Proverbs 3.34 says, Surely he scorneth the scorners, but he giveth grace unto the lowly. So in other words, the, the ones who are scorners are receiving scorn. Um, what they're not receiving is grace. Right, what they're not receiving is grace. And so the distinction is made between those who, who are, are, are receiving God's grace and then those who are scorners in a separate category. So certainly uh, uh, seriousness here. Now, um, I do believe in verse 1 that there is a progression going on here. You have someone going from the place where, where they are moving from the first level of, of hearing the advice, the, the counsel of the ungodly. And they're going to the next step of, of now hanging out, being a part of that group and, and participating in the things as they, they do it wrong. 
uh, as they do wrong and ungodly things. And then moving on to that third progression where now you're, you're not just attending and part of it, you're, you're among them. You're one of the scoffers. You're, you're one, of the, one of the ones who um, is actively uh, against the working of the Lord. You know, this is, a, this is a progression that I think that we see in the lives of, of various individuals. I have, I have seen folks um, move through this pathway over the years, and you probably have as well, where someone who um, uh, wasn't a believer but was uh, maybe, maybe coming to church or, or an event or something like that was listening to the things of God, uh, there was a certain openness to hear the word of God. And at the same time, it wasn't only those from the church who were speaking words, right? There was those who were the ungodly who were speaking words at the same time. And, and so they, they had a choice. Do we listen to the counsel of the godly or do we listen to the counsel of the ungodly? And, and then before you know it, their attendance at church or church things or listening to that becomes less and less, becomes more sporadic, and you see them with another group more and more. And then you see things going on in their lives where you say, wow, that's a big change going on, right? There's a big change happening in terms of where they were even just a short time ago. Then another change takes place, right? And then... No longer are they just simply away some, but now they're openly and vocally and publicly anti-God, right? Scoffing against the Lord. They're proud. They, they are not those who are lowly who receive the grace of God. And, and so that distinction is there. Now, God can do a work, right? But they're far from him. I want to be clear. I don't want you to come away from this and think, oh, it's hopeless. It's not hopeless. It's, there's plenty of hope with Christ. But I want to be clear that they are far from him. And, and they have gone down this way. Now, the way of life are, is the way where you do not choose that path. That's how verse 1 starts off, really, with, with a negative there. The ones who do not choose this path. Uh, but rather, as verse 2 puts it, his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law doth he meditate day and night. So those three negatives that we just went through have now made way for a positive decision, a decision here where, where someone has intentionally said, I am not going to listen to their counsel. I am not going to be a party to the things that they do. I am not going to be someone who mocks God. But instead... I'm going to be in the Word of God. I'm going to study God's words. And, and I, I'm going to meditate on it and think on it. You know, I, I, I think if we consider the way that the Word of God works in hearts and lives, one of, one of the greatest things that, that we can do is, is get in the Word of God. And, and for somebody, even somebody who doesn't know the Lord, is to, to help them get into the Word of God. Um, you, you all know this, but I'm a, I'm a big proponent of, of Bible studies. Um, I'm a big proponent of even one-on-one -on -one Bible studies. 
group studies are fine too, but I'm a big proponent of one-on-one Bible studies. And uh, you want to know why? <laughs> because in a, in a one-on-one Bible study, you can have very clear questions and very clear answers from the Word of God, and it's God's Word that's speaking, right? Now, look, I, I love to tell somebody my testimony about how Jesus changed my life, okay? It's God's work, but it's, it's my words, right? That, that's what that is. And, and I love to, I, I think it's, it's wise to seek to model Christ-likeness and, and allow, um, allow us to be a model. But fact remains that if God is working through me, it still has to get through me and... I don't know about you, but I don't have a very high opinion <laughs> of what that looks like once it filters through, you know? I, I, I hope that, you know, God can use it, and God certainly can, right, in spite of me. But the thing that he doesn't have to use in spite of me are his very words, <laughs> what they truly are, because they, they are directly from God. They are the very word of God. And, and so when, when we read the scripture, we, we, we have God speaking to us. And, and that's a wonderful thing Be, because it, it meets the needs that we have. Now, nothing wrong with people scare, skillfully applying the word to situations, but, it, but I can tell you this, often God applies his words in ways that are beyond me. I don't know if you have ever experienced that, but, um, you know, I, I think back to, um, you know, certain times in maybe in college life or something like that, and you're, you're doing your devotions, and um, I always did mine at the end of the evening. That's just what worked best for me. But, but you know, you get into the Word of God, you're opening it up, and you're reading through it, and um, I was working through a, you know, one-year Bible plan, and Maybe you're in Exodus or something, right? Or maybe you're in Deuteronomy. And your mind maybe isn't, isn't thinking, <laughs> okay, this, this, this chapter that I'm in is, is really going to be really applicable to what I went through today. And, and yet God uses it in amazing ways to show you his holiness, the way that he cares for his people, the way that he looks after them. The, the fact that even in the midst of, of, of judgment, there is mercy. And, and he shows you all of these things about his nature and character. And by the time you come away from it, you're just amazed at who your God is. And you're renewed in your, your faith and, and your trust and you're your strengthened in your walk with him. And, and, and you say, well, God, this is your word, right? Now, now, look, I, I, I've been encouraged by a compliment before or whatever. I mean, that has been helpful to me. But it's nothing compared to this. His delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. It's so essential. Joshua 1.8 describes it this way. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. So God uses his word 
to, to draw us closer to him. Verse 3 then, once again in the way of life, continuing here, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season, his leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. You know, this is a, this is a beautiful picture that's put before us here of, of, of this tree. And I, I don't know if you have uh, maybe experienced or thought about those times in your life where things are kind of dry, right? Kind of dry, uh, those seasons. And um, I, I would de- describe it maybe this way. I, I don't think that, that drought is impossible for a believer, right? We can have periods of, of hardship and drought and difficult times. Um, but that being said, um, I do think that there is a strengthening that happens in the life of the believer, which can help us become drought resistant, right? Let's put it that way, right? And so the, the way of, of describing this, what's described here is, is this, this tree, right? This, this tree, he'll be like a tree. This is, the, this is the one who is taking the way of life, the path of life, planted by the rivers of water. Now, all throughout Scripture, over and over again, we see God's promise of this wonderful water. And whether it's the Samaritan woman at the well, uh, and Jesus is offering to her living water. But, but we see from God flowing out this wonderful, wonderful promise and wonderful thing of, of water. And, and imagine what it's like where you are a tree, you are planted, not just anywhere, but you're planted by the rivers of water, that, that source that sustains life, Right, and, and it, it, is, it is going to have an effect. You're, you're not just like a storm drain. You're not just some pipe, right? But, but the water has an effect in your life. It, it bringeth forth fruit in his season. You, you see, that, that tree is growing. It's developing. And, and so as it's fed by God himself and the word of God, it is strengthened and it develops and, and it, it has a source of nourishment that, that, that doesn't go away. It's, it's just there and helps it. And over time, what happens? Fruit develops in its season. One of the hardest things, I think, for young believers who make a decision on the path that they're going to follow is they want everything now one of the hardest things in my life still at this stage is often I still want everything now. And, and you have to be patient for it, right? Because God works and he does these things in his season, right? The, the, fruit, the fruit comes. It will be there, but you got to wait for it. We um, spend a lot of time in campus ministry and one of the things you would often see with new believers is uh, they would get excited and they may start telling their friends about the gospel and you know we'd see their friends coming and getting saved and they're, they're telling everybody what Jesus did in their life. And uh, what happens is um, they're like a week and a half in and they think that they figured out everything in the Christian life. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, and they've got it all figured out. And so they're applying for mission trips across the country and, you know, all of these other things that just happens, you know, within a week and a half. 
Uh, what they fail to realize, right, is that God brings forth fruit in his season and that there is a process of growth and maturation that takes place in the Christian life. <laughs> we, uh, we had a tree in, in our backyard um, we planted and um, my uncle was cutting the grass. Right? It had been there for, I don't know, maybe two months at the time. And then you look out in the backyard and the tree's not there anymore, <laughs> right? He drove right over top of it, cut the, the whole tree off. Now, that tree is still there today, right? It, it grew back up from whatever was left down there on the ground, and it grew back up. And so now it has been, I don't know, 10 or 15 years since that took place. See, what, what happened then was that, that lawnmower came and hit the tree, and it, it, it just fell right over. It was young, it wasn't mature. I can tell you this, if you hit it with a lawnmower today, <laughs> it's not the tree that's gonna be falling over, right? <laughs> Your lawnmower's gonna be stuck, you know, sitting there. Uh, it's, you know, it's this big around. You, you're not gonna just knock it over. What happened? The tree matured, right? It grew, it had time to develop. And, and even in the lives of, of believers, we have that period of time where it takes for growth and development and these things to take place. Uh, the leaf will not wither. Why? It's, it's got its source in that water. Whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. There's a strengthening that takes place here, a preparation period, a maturation period, a growth period. And when that happens, those believers, as they reach maturity, are able to take on new and different things that they weren't able to take on before. Jeremiah 17 Verse 5 says, Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord. For he shall be like the heath in the desert, and shall not see when good cometh, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land, and not inhabited. Verse 7 then, Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters, and that spreadeth out her roots by the river, and shall not see when heat cometh. But her leaf shall be green, and shall not be careful in the year of drought. Neither shall cease from yielding fruit. What's going on? That tree matured. And when trials come, and when troubles come, when lawnmowers come, that tree is still standing. And, and, and that is uh, this distinction that happens on the way of life. Now, that's contrasted here in Scripture with the other path, right? The way of death. And um, verse 5 makes that clear here because we, we have a great contrast. We just looked at the godly. Here are the ungodly. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Now, um, we've got a lot of North Carolina folks, so some of you know farming and chaff and that sort of thing, but... Uh, um, basically consider it like this. The, the chaff is like the, the husk around the seed. It's the, it's the little thin part, the part that the wind blows away. Usually uh, the chaff is something that is separated from the good part, and then it's thrown out. There's, there's not much substance to it. 
Maybe the, the closest thing just in daily life for us would be something like dry grass or, or dried leaves, things that just blow around all over the place and, and are not rooted, but, but just blow wherever the wind blows. You, you see, the, the, the contrast here is, is something that goes even beyond what we just looked at in Jeremiah of this, of this tree that's rooted, but, but now... Um, but, but now it's, it's not simply a tree dealing with trials and, and, and difficulties, but now we have something that, that is, is um, no root at all. It's rootless. There, there is very little weight to it. Um, this, this isn't even a young tree, right? There, there is no substance to it. It just gets blown all around. It gets tossed every which way. grain is gone. There's no substance at all. You see, that is, is the way that um, the, the Psalms makes clear is the way of the wicked. It, it is not a life that is a good life. You know, even in, in, in certain places, maybe we see a, a place or an example that that we see, boy, it seems like the wicked is prospering or that question is asked in Scripture. Uh, but we always know the answer to it, right? There is coming a, a final judgment. There is a, a time where th things will be judged rightly by the perfect judge, and it will take place. That will happen. And, and even, even pleasure for a season yields, um, yields a, a result that, that often is, is not good, right? It's not good. I... Uh, I want to just pause for a moment and just wonder if you have ever, you ever thought about the end of life from the beginning? And, um, you know, maybe, maybe you have, have folks either in your family or acquaintances or others that you know have, have had a hard life, right? They've lived a hard life. Uh, Often you can see the scars and the challenges of that life on their faces. You know, you've ever experienced that? You can often see the challenges and the difficulties on that life um, in just appearance, body stature, body shape. Sometimes you can often see the differences in that life in even the smells when you're around them, right? Certain people and certain smells. And I'm, I'm trying to be gentle here, but, but the reality is at some point it is wise to pause and take stock about the pathway that individuals chose. Did, did they choose the way of life? Did they choose the way of death? And you can often see the results of that on their bodies because of the, the path that they chose. The, the way of the transgressor is hard. If you have any doubt about it, go and look at the transgressor toward the end of their life. 
or later in life. Evaluate it. See what they look like. And, and that is just the physical outside. Right? The, the part we don't see is what's going on inside. And, and maybe we get a glimpse if, if we know them personally. Right? Maybe if they're not a neighbor, maybe they're a family member, and we, we know the struggles that they're going through. Maybe we get a glimpse of what's going on inside. That path is the way of death. You know, this, this challenge, this, this chaff that gets blown around where you, you have a life that, where people wander and there's not substance. And sometimes it's from one couch to the next or one place to the next. And all of that that they're going through, the, the fact is that what is going on on the inside will one day be made manifest. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 12 says, now, if any man buildeth upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. See, the, the judgment will take place. The evaluation will be there. This will happen, and, and it's promised that, that that will take place. And, and so... As, as we think about it, a, a judgment is coming. A, a judgment is coming, and verse 5 will speak to that. But can I, can I encourage you, don't wait for God's ultimate judgment. Today, would you just consider the difference between the way of life and the way of death? Evaluate the outcomes in life. Because, you know, the, the fact is, the, the way of the world or, the way, or, or Satan himself, the ultimate deceiver, would love nothing more than for you to think that the way of death is, is wonderful. I mean, that, that's the way it's portrayed on TV. That's the way it's portrayed uh, all around us. I mean, I, I, I've got friends who are walking the way of death. You wouldn't know it from their Facebook pages, right? But I got other friends who are caring for them when they're not up there on their Facebook pages who see the other side of it, right? The, the, the fact is that in reality, in the real world, when you get off Facebook and you, you stop looking at the TV and you stop looking at the glamorous pictures that are put out there, and you look at those who have chosen this path, and you see them at 30 and 35 and 40 and 45 and 50, and you see what their life looks like. And you see the loneliness and the struggle and the, the strain. And you see all the challenges that they have from perhaps not being in a traditional family with a husband and wife, but maybe being a single parent, struggling through to make ends meet. You see the challenges that they go through. How many times did they say, yeah, I would have done it different, right? I would have done it different. I wish I could go back. And yet here it is before us today deciding, okay, which pathway are we taking? Verse 5 here, therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. You know, there, there is nothing arbitrary about the judgment to come. 
There is nothing arbitrary about it. There, there is no, um, no uh, place here where somehow uh, there's a doubt or, or we can even plead our case. Pleading of the case is already happening right now. The things that happen in this life will be those that are, are brought before the judge. And, and as we, we think about it before the judge, as, as we see what's going on, it, it, it says here, right, they shall not stand in the judgment. I mean, I mean, literally there, we use the word, they won't have a leg to stand on. That's the idea there, right? The judgment will come and the ungodly will not have a leg to stand on. There will be no argument that can be made. There will be nothing that they could say. And that's because our loving God, loving God has already provided the gift of salvation. He has already provided the way. And when he was refused and rejected over and over again, the decision was made. You know, it amazes me that, that some just think that they can spend their life rejecting God, going their own way, and then stand before him, and then, and then somehow, you know, in that moment, they'll say, okay, he'll just all of a sudden declare me to be his child, even though I've rebelled against him my whole life, even though I've been one of the scoffers my whole life. Said he didn't exist. Said he wasn't there. But, but if I come up before him, then all of a sudden, boom. That, that holy judge is going to render a judgment. I, I don't know if you have ever seen a court proceeding or been in a courthouse. It's not the way it works. A holy judge judges righteously. And that's what God will do. The ungodly will not have a leg to stand on. They will have no place among his people. They will not be declared righteous because they have chosen their sin. See, it truly is the way of death. Verse 6. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. You know, that's the distinction there, right? That's the distinction. There, there is two different paths. There's two different ways. And even Robert Frost in his poem noted that when you pick a path, often you don't ever get back to that fork again. Right? That was the idea. Right? He, he said, I'm picking the path, the one less traveled. The other one looks okay, too. I mean, that was his opinion in, in there, right? But he said, but I will never get that opportunity to, to go that way because the way that ways work, the way that roads work, one leads to another, to another, to another. Give an example, right? You go to college, you pick your undergraduate major. Whatever it is, you pick it, right? Typically what happens then is you finish it or you change it midstream. But, but what, what happens is, right, you finish that degree and program and whatever the one was that you eventually land on, 
you're, you typically don't get a chance to go back and pick another one and do your no, another undergraduate degree. It just doesn't usually work that way. Why? You pick the road once, right? You do it once. And then you might divert off then afterwards, but each road leads to another way, to another way, to another way. And what's being said here is that the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous. Right? He, he knows the selection of the righteous and the way that they'll go. And he knows the way of the ungodly. And the way of the ungodly leads to death. It truly is the way of death. That's the distinction here. Proverbs 3, verse 6 puts it this way, In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. If we follow after the Lord and, and his instruction, his, his word, he will guide us and direct us along the way of life, righteousness. But as Proverbs 11 says, it's, 11, 7 puts it, When the wicked dies, his hope will perish. And the expectation of wealth perishes too. Whatever he was putting his, his trust in, whatever he was putting his hope in, it's gone. It's gone. It's over. You know, this is, this is one of those things where we have to take stock today of what's ahead. We have to look forward and make the decision today about the path we're going to take. And we, we might not know all the steps, but if we start on the way of life, it's a total different ending than the way of death. Now, with that, I want us to consider just the fact that Jesus is the way of life. When you, when you think about what that pathway looks like, we, we can take the New Testament application here and, and apply it to this, and, and it's, it's just simply this. If, you, if you're wondering what that pathway of life is, right, it, it involves Jesus. And, and so in, in this lifetime, if we're talking about what it is that, that will change our lives to, to truly be those that are, can we say, accomplishing what we were created for? Can we, can we say it that way? What, accomplishing what we are created for? That involves a relationship with the creator himself. You see, Jesus truly is the way of life. And, and this psalm offers up a, a diagnosis of, of all that is wrong in a life without Jesus. But in its place is this way of life, the way where, where, where we don't have to endure that judgment, where we don't have to endure all of the troubles that come from going our own way, but rather we are led and guided and instructed by a God who loves us and cares for us, a God who wants our best. And yet, in, in, in spite of that, right, in, in spite of that, in spite of a, a creator God who loves us, who desires a relationship with us, who wants our very best, there are some who will, will still, in, in spite of that, say, no, I want my own way. And I think it's so essential that, that we make abundantly clear here that if, if you are not selecting Jesus as the way of life, if you are not evaluating the way of life and saying, that's Jesus, and you say, I, I don't want that, 
right? If you say, I don't want that in my life. If you say, no, I'm, I am listening to the ungodly. No, I would rather be with the ungodly. No, I, I, I would rather just kind of mock and scoff at this. Can you believe those Christians? Then you are purposefully and intentionally selecting the way of death. See, the, the beauty of the gospel is that there is an answer to the problem of doing wrong, and it, it's not fundamentally something that we do. It, it actually is a person, Jesus himself. And so by believing in him, by trusting that Jesus died on the cross for our sins, we begin a new relationship with God. Where God instructs us and provides for us instruction in the way of of righteousness. So this psalm itself points out the fact that there is a way of life and it comes through Jesus Christ. See, we don't do stuff to get this blessing. The, the blessing is there. Jesus did the work. It's there for us. And, and the imagery, even, even thinking of that tree planted by the water, right? Uh, how, how does it flourish? How does it have those leaves? And how does it have that fruit? What's that life-giving water that's available through Jesus Christ? Faith, through faith, we have the privilege to go down this way of life with Jesus, instructing us, keeping us, upholding us, leading us. The one who does not walk the way of sin knows that he is blessed. The one who walks the way of sin walks the way of death and is blinded on the path that they take and often will only realize it when the ultimate end comes. Thankfully, Jesus, like that tree of life, is there and available for all who will believe and accept him. Those who go the way of life will prosper, knowing that they have eternal life. I'm not talking here about money or anything like that doesn't mean there won't be trials doesn't mean that drought will never come but there will be a source of life-giving water that never fails through jesus christ the wicked will be blown away like chaff in the wind to and fro and ultimately face their judgment when they are before the lord they will not have a leg to stand on see these are the two ways I love the way that uh, one individual put it. He said it this way, the Lord knows the way of the righteous because he is the way of the righteous. If you know the Lord today, then you know that way of righteousness. If you don't, I'd encourage you to believe. I'd encourage you to believe. God is not willing that any should perish, but that all would have eternal life. Salvation is full and free and available through Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the word of God. We thank you that you have provided for us clear words and instructions about the way of salvation, the way of life. 
Father, we thank you for Jesus Christ. We thank you that this way of righteousness is provided by him. Father, we thank you that you have provided for us truth about what the world is like, what the end of is like, what the judgment to come is like. And Father, we truly are without excuse. Father, I pray for those today who have had their eyes blinded by Satan. I pray that the Holy Spirit would work in their hearts and that the light of God would penetrate through the, gospel, the darkness and that they would believe and be saved. Father, I pray for those uh, today who know you, who know the path of righteousness, and yet, Lord, are, are still struggling in surrender, who are lacking the maturity and, and growth of, of consistent daily living with you. Father, I pray that you would convict them and call them back that they would continue on the path of righteousness, maturing and growing to what you would have them to be. Father, I pray that as a church, believers here, we would grow and develop and mature, being strengthened and in due season, that we would see the fruit that your life-giving water provides. Lord, do work in our hearts, we pray. Father, we thank you most of all for Jesus, the true way of life. We ask, Lord, that you would help us to rest, knowing the answers from the beginning, and trust, being confident in the way that is ahead. Father, in the midst of trials, remembering the God who loves and cares for us, who will never leave us nor forsake us, pray, Lord, that as your children, we truly would point others to the way of life. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.